third down and goal. Tennessee in dire need of six and not three. Mariota. Mariota to the line of scrimmage, maybe across the line. It deflects back to him for a touchdown for the moment. But was he across the line of scrimmage? Revis bats the ball right back to Mariota. My ball quarterback is behind the line. And he was in shotgun, so therefore he's an eligible receiver. It is a touchdown. Hey everybody! Welcome Hello. to episode 19 of Title Town. Yeah, what the wild card weekend or bye week version? <laughs> uh, if you are a Patriots fan, yeah, it's often a bye week. Yeah, if you root for a good team, it's the bye week episode. If you root for a bad team, it's, it's either wild card. The first week of the off season or wild card weekend. <laughs> either your coach got fired or you played a wild card. True game. story. Uh, Melissa, what do you think of the games on uh, Sunday and Saturday? First thing, I really like having games on Saturday and Sunday. Same. I feel like it's a whole, because I'm not into college football. I don't Same. have time for that. And I feel like it's a whole like smorgasbord. There's just always a game on, kind of have it in the background. I'm into it. Oh, yeah. I'm a fan. That's one, I don't know. I mean, I guess we kind of come from a part, certain part of the country that like doesn't really give a crap about college. Yeah. College ball. Right. Probably if you're a Tennessee Titans fan, you were in jam city well i guess there's no more college football but like you'd be jammed if they were well that, yeah that's why they saturday. moved it to the saturday because there was no more college to step on right you know what i dig the freaking london games that start at nine a.m yeah yeah i'm into that then you're just wall to wall yeah you know when i was a kid we lived in arizona for a while uh-huh. just a little behind me and yeah behind sure, the scenes sure, sure. um and one o'clock games there start at 10 see that's dope yeah, yeah the west it's coast time there is rad yeah because it's all live i'll actually be in hawaii for the super bowl Ooh. Hashtag humble brag. Wow. And uh, Super Bowl, noontime kickoff. Noon. Yeah, six oh hour difference. God. I'm into it. Yeah, that'll be weird though, don't you think? No, it's going to be awesome. I'm going to get up, get breakfast, go to the beach for a couple hours, go to the bar. Yeah. Get toasted watching the Super Bowl <laughs> and still get a few hours left in me. I can yeah, grab totally. a nap before dinner. You need to catch, uh, you know, uh, Jaguars Vikings. <laughs> yeah, right. Okay, can we get to the games now? Yeah. Or do you have more personal details you want to share with the audience? That's it for now. All right. We'll see how it goes. What do you think of the games this weekend, Melissa? We had uh, in the AFC, let's just stick to the AFC. We had oh, okay. Jaguars Bills mm-hmm. and we had Chiefs Titans. Yeah, I mean, I think my general consensus of the games is they were trash. Oh, God. <laughs> but I liked it. Yeah. I wasn't opposed to it. Man, that Jaguars, I definitely saw more of the Jaguars bills games game as it were mm-hmm. um and whoa nobody could score brutal they were nobody all could complete over a path. Like, score crazy. we'll deal with scoring some other time <laughs> nobody could complete a freaking pass yeah there was no that game they was were ta- tractable <laughs> oh my god they were talking about the wind and then i heard today the wind was like four to seven mile an hour gusts yeah like, what the, that's, not, that's like a cricket was blowing <laughs> on the field yeah, yeah. Like, I don't... it's not a factor <laughs> dandelions wouldn't even spray themselves <laughs> that speed yeah no the 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 determining factor in the poor quality of that product was the players on the field and oh, the coaches yeah. on the sidelines Yikes. yeah that particularly the jacksonville uh in buffalo game was a tractor pull did you see tyrod taylor just get drilled you know though? what i didn't Oh, I was man. out by that oh, point. Oh, man. I, I actually, I was like watching, 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 got in my car. And in the intervening time, he apparently, yeah, I don't oh. even know what happened. And I heard the radio announcer's like, oh, like that doesn't look good. And I was like, oh, shit. 
He got hit, hit. The most interesting thing in the whole goddamn yeah, game. Yeah, it was. It was basically the most interesting thing. Yeah, what in the happened whole game. there? Basically, he got hit and then on his way down got kneed again. And it wasn't like in any. The head? Yeah, yeah. Mm. And it wasn't malicious in any way. It was just, you know, there's a pile of players as the sack is happening. Right. And he just got drilled into the Woof. turf. Um, and then and fucking he, Peterman comes d- oh, God. waltzing and out there. And I was there. like, wouldn't it just be Bill's Mafia luck that he's going to come out there and just drives him home but nope no no no. No. you know what he did he did the same thing that all of the crappy quarterbacks who played this weekend did which is leads me something close to my opening take which is how wretched the the rest (laughs) of the afc is but peterman comes out it was like third and something yeah uh right after taylor gets knocked out and i don't know how much time there was left in the game but not a couple minutes yeah yeah and he gets the snap and just scrambles and runs for like however many yards it was and converts the first down, which right. is the only reliable offensive play any of those teams with, excepting the Chiefs. I mean, they can like kind of pass. Yeah. Uh, but I mean, just the only thing that any team's offense could consistently do was either designed quarterback runs or like scrambles. Bortles and Mariota and Tyrod Taylor, who has like, I don't even know what, what's wrong with his knees. But yeah. he's not in good condition, which will happen when the only thing that you can do offensively is run right. as and, a quarterback. And then the team started all blitzing, obviously, uh, yeah. which is why you just started seeing these like people getting crazy croaked. knockdowns. Right. Yeah. Peterman, I think, got Peterman. Is that right? That's the backup QB. In yeah, yeah. yeah. I yeah, think yeah. he got taken down pretty hard at the end of the game, too. Dude. Yeah. Did, uh, it he, was bad all around. He might have gotten picked. I watched that. I should know what happened. I have zero recall. My memory is terrible. That's all right. I don't care about this crap. That's why we teams. That's why. <laughs> yeah, and I'm I also not think like, it. the fact care. that the most exciting play of like the entire weekend was just this crazy, like fluky Marcus Mariota yes. ball gets batted by Darrell Revis play. It was freaking awesome. Well, tell him why it was freaking awesome. Because I am smart and y'all I'm know to everyone has just like everyone knows I have a gambling problem. Okay, it's fine, but. Yeah, I had Marcus Mariota as my DraftKings quarterback this week because I needed to save some bucks so I could get hosed by Gurley. Mm. Fucker can't score a goddamn point when I draft him. Yeah, the most exciting play of the whole weekend is Mariota throwing the pass that gets tipped by Darrell Revis and he catches Mar- it. Mariota catches it and runs it in for a touchdown, which is like... To your point, though, scrambling for the touchdown. Totally fluky bullcrap play yeah. that like that was like coming away from that weekend. Like what's like the one play that you'll remember moving forward is that. Yeah, and, it was, and it's like not anything that's it was a terrible decision to throw that ball <laughs> revis i don't know i didn't I haven't watched it enough times to know whether he really could have like done anything other than like volleyball like set the ball yeah. straight up into the yeah. air and then i don't know it's just it's like this is the playoffs man like it's one <laughs> thing to watch you know pats are on a bye week in the middle of the season you happen to catch a couple like Shit. out of market yeah, yeah. games that you wouldn't otherwise watch right. and sometimes you like come away from those being indie like cincy game and you're damn, like jesus the league is yeah. bad this is the freaking first round of the playoffs these are playoff teams who like these bortles tyra tail like they couldn't make i was talking about this last week with bryce petty but that's the jets like little check down four yard yeah. no guy flipper. in the slot to just like chuck the ball they can't too. make that play happen it's mm-hmm. like i just don't understand how it's brutal how you how that how that works it's great for the pats i mean they're they, that's the the dan shaughnessy uh march of the tomato cans line like it's it's the the tomato cans are marching through foxborough on saturday night that's for sure yeah the tennessee football titans uh yes yeah, so the tennessee titans are going to come up to foxborough that's ultimately the outcome and the jacksonville jaguars are going to head up to pittsburgh we have the saturday night game are you for or against having the Saturday night game? What do you mean? Well, I mean, the 
positive is we like watching Saturday Night Football, but that's weird for the players. They're not used to it. Players tend to be like creatures of habit. Yeah, Yeah, and now it's like a day early, so your schedule for the week is off. It would be great if it was going to snow and be freezing cold. Like those Arctic temperatures. Yeah, that would be advantage Patriots for sure. No such luck. It's going to be in the 40s. Maybe rainy. I don't think they're going to need any of those things. I was saying... Before we started recording here, I think all the Patriots could come down with avian bird flu and still be able to play the game, even if they're like running off to a fucking honeypot on the sidelines because they have the fucking squirts. Like, I don't think there's any combination of factors that could lead Tennessee to win this game. I'm more nervous than that. Not because I've seen anything from Tennessee other than Mariota passing to himself, but I don't know. The Patriots haven't looked good all season i still don't feel confident about where they're coming and from and like what you're like waiting have. for the other shoe to drop uh, yeah thing. i am i'm waiting for them to revert to the quality of play from the first four games of the season yeah and i i, I know that like precedence is that's not how they play in the playoffs and that they know when to turn it on but they also should know to, how to turn it on in week 14 and 15 and 16 and i never felt great about any of those games either so i do i am still worried I have that little pit of anxiety. <laughs> and when they lose, I'll be like, I fucking knew it. Right. I knew th- it's like stupid giant Super Bowl. Yeah, I get I get down with all the, the sentiment you just shared of like, like you think their weaknesses are going to catch up with them. Oh, eventually. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. I, I kind of agree. Like, I don't know if I'm picking them to win the Super Bowl necessarily, but like they ain't losing to the Titans. That's for sure. They'll probably be able to run because the Patriots will let them run. Yeah, because they and, can't stop it anyway. And they, I don't know. Like I've, I've said this we, forever, is that you got to be able to get to Brady and you got to be able to score like in the 30s. You got to get to close to 30 points. Yeah, they can't. I don't think they can do that. No way. And they'll run all over the Patriots. Who's their yeah. running back? DeMarco Murray, I think. It so is that DeMarco sounds Murray. right. He'll have, you know, I bet he'll run for you know, 120 yards and have like six yards per carry. And we'll, we'll still be concerned about the Patriots run defense, but the, the Titans will lose like 36 to seven. Yeah. They'll kick a couple field goals and yeah. Call it a day. I mean, we didn't think that the Titans would beat the chiefs though. And they did. Right. But the chief, but that's like that transitive property. <laughs> I don't think just works. Saying. the chiefs aren't the Pats. Okay. No, but the Pats aren't really the Pats either. Lock that in hot take. The chiefs aren't the Pats. <laughs> yeah. This is, I, we know you come here for all your hot analysis. Just can't get this anywhere else. That's a blazer right there. Yeah. I just don't think the Patriots are super patriot this season either. Yeah. I agree with you. I just don't think the AFC is good enough for that to become a factor. We'll see. We will see. So other big story this week. Yeah. Yeah. A bigger story. You might have I think say. it might be the biggest. Bigger than uh, Mariota catching a, a deflected ball for a touchdown. Well, I made $14 off that. So. Cha-ching. <laughs> Uh, I wonder how much Seth Wickersham made off of the freaking bomb he dropped on ESPN.com over Probably the weekend. Probably a lot more on that clickbait. Yeah, quite a bit. Uh, we're going to get to that in all that Brady, Belichick, Kraft, Guerrero, all that nonsense uh, in about one second. Yeah, so big news dropped this week. Go ahead. So, yeah, if you haven't heard anything, I'm I'm sure people have heard some sort of rumblings about the story if you haven't read the story itself. Seth Wickersham uh, wrote an article on Mm ESPN.com basically detailing a lot of Patriots, like... Strife. Game of Thrones style, like power struggle (laughs) from within type storylines. And it all has to do with how and why Jimmy Garoppolo was traded, what... Kraft's opinion was on that, what led him to ultimately tell Bill, 
in not so many words that it's he needed time. to trade Garoppolo. He wasn't yeah. going to re-sign him, and he certainly wasn't going to trade Tom Brady. Talks about how Brady's sort of attitude and kind of mental state and how he fits into the rest of the team and to the franchise has shifted over the last couple of years. And also how Bill, you know, has basically absolute control over the franchise and for the first time basically was mm. overruled by... I mean, I think one of the things that Robert Kraft does the best as an owner is let the football people, i.e. Bill, run the team. He doesn't interfere like Jerry Jones and these guys right, that like right. want to get in there and mess around. And this is one of the first times really in the history of that relationship um, from he's put 99 his foot down. or whatever where Kraft has made or forced Bill to make a certain football decision. And in this case, it was trading Jimmy. So there's a lot to the story. I'd highly recommend going and reading it. It's a little bit on the long side, but yeah. it's interesting. What's your what's your take on it? Start wherever you'd like. Ooh, fielder's choice. <laughs> it is interesting and very long. I'm a big fan of the TLDR. Like, oh God, so long. Can't read that. Um, But I, I did it. I made it through. Took me a couple sittings. Proud of you. Yeah, I think I agree with your point. It's like the first time we've seen Robert Kraft assert himself into kind of the football operations. Like yeah. he is a very smart businessman. He's really good at like marketing. He's built up not just a franchise, but a whole kind of lifestyle a la the Red Sox around the Patriots. When you look at like Patriots Place and mm -hmm. the way tailgating happens and, and this like the Hall of Fame that they have there, right? There's this whole kind of stigma associated with being a part of the Patriots family and in the inner circle. Right. And that, it, and they do a good job of like extending like a good that stigma. to fans. Yeah. I couldn't think of the real <laughs> word. It's not a he, he did. He, I think, yeah. I mean, Robert Kraft in the crafts in general, I mean, basically saved the franchise. Oh yeah. They were going to move. They were garbage. Right. And now there's this whole like oh. ethos around the Pats. Yeah. That's like ethos the is magic fairy dust. If you're a Patriot. Yeah. And so I, I feel like good leaders know where they're like when to defer. Yeah. Yeah. Like <laughs> I think at work, we call it like do delegate defer. Right. And I actually think Kraft made a mistake by inserting himself here. Bill Belichick has not always made the right decision every time. No one has a hundred percent perfect record, mm -hmm. but he has good logic. He's analytical he takes the emotions out of it, um, and I think he works to do the best thing long term. And it's not about right now, and it's not about what you're feeling, and it's not about this sense of nostalgia. It His philosophy is, it might hurt me to do it because I like this person, I care about this mm -hmm. person, but if I know it's the right thing for the organization, that's ultimately the filter that I need to use. And I, it seems to me that Robert Kraft made him kind of abandon that philosophy. Which is interesting because you would think, based on everything that you just said, right. that the owner of the team, the person who probably stands to benefit the most from the long-term oh, yeah. health of the franchise and success of the franchise, would intervene to, like... The other way. Get in the way of that thinking, which is... I, yeah, I think you're totally right. I, I agree absolutely that B Bill is the cold, analytical... You know, he'll trade his mom if he can get a, a, a younger, cheaper version. <laughs> you know what I mean? And it's just so I, I find it fascinating that Kraft stepped in there and said that you can't do that and, and was made a, a ultimately, I mean, a short term decision to keep Tom telling Bill that he has to draft them. You know, just you did it once. You can do it again. Find the next guy. It's not like Jimmy yeah. Garoppolo is the only good quarterback out there. I don't know. Based on what we saw this weekend, well, he might be. Yeah. And I mean, I think that... It, I, under Bill's tutelage, like I actually am 
entirely confident that Bill can find that person. I don't know if he will because how long he is around for and who the offensive coordinator is going to be. No, there's a whole bunch of factors that oh yeah, there's might a lot prevent it from happening. More. Not to mention just who does he draft and does that guy have any talent? But right. I mean, I don't know. I just I just think it's so fascinating that Robert stepped in and uh, basically said, "Hey, you're not you're not trading Tom Brady. We're not going to watch him play in another uniform." That's crazy. When you look at the the situation on the whole, wh- whose side do you find yourself aligning with? You know, it's funny. I actually think that if I like put myself in the shoes of any of the three sort of major players yeah. in this story between Belichick, Brady and Kraft. I actually can conv- totally, I think all three sides are absolutely justified in their sort of stance and even in their actions. This the, something I wanted to ask you about. This article seems like it comes from the Belichick camp. Would you agree? Yes, I would. There's a few details in there that are like who the whole bit about how like the team's private evaluations of Brady show like slippage in his play like yeah that ain't coming from Brady <laughs> right, yeah. and I don't think that's coming from Kraft yeah uh, uh, yeah it does it does lend itself to a Belichick slant yeah and I think Brady looks pretty petulant and pretty childish in this in this just the way the article paints him as you know new players are calling him sir and he sees himself as a part of yeah, management that was weird and to me him being kind of like extra feisty like this year and more than in previous years you know thinking yeah. that he is there's this whole section of the article that talks about how brady had previously in previous years been like totally willing ready willing able to like take all the all the heat in the film room on monday morning yeah, you know no one's at above mistakes it. and right, right. and that how high school been, player could have made that yeah yeah, yeah 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 exactly um and how dope would it be to be the quarterback of foxborough high right now and seeing that in the article that billichek <laughs> said the like quarterback of foxborough uh, high could have made that throw <laughs> You'd be like oh that's me he knows <laughs> meanwhile he's that's me because <laughs> he's a teenager uh, <laughs> anyways so th- there's a whole part of the article about how brady used to be much more receptive to basically getting like lambasted on monday mornings after after you know uh a Nick. win yeah right 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 yeah. and now how he's just generally less receptive for that to, to that he feels like he has you know he's basically being like un like not appreciated there's a part in the article that talks about how he's like jammed up that he didn't win like and i'm doing air quotes here patriot of the week yeah Wah, tom like well, you're tom also, freaking brady you're when gonna... would you have oh i mean he did not have a stellar season i think you could probably find a he, the houston game where they like march back down the fi- i mean i don't know He's Tom freaking Brady for Christ's sake. He's gonna win MVP. There's there could there could have been crap a game. Too. That just shows how terrible the league is. No, that it he's shows gonna how win spoiled MVP. we are as Patriots fans <laughs> and what <laughs> level of play we've grown accustomed to seeing. Yeah, well, I, you know who should be the MVP? Who? Jimmy Garoppolo. Well, this what's another interesting aspect of this story is if Garoppolo goes to San Francisco and either doesn't play or is. Anything less than unfreaking defeated, which yeah. he remains as a starter. That's true. And he's he's marching the Niners back. Oh, and they're last minute oh, drives. God, and, they're a shit team too, and they suck. Yeah, they're not any mm-hmm. good. They like, have a good coach. They have a good coach. But that's your point every time. Coach quarterback. That's right. all you need. Yeah. Right. And I mean, so if if Garoppolo doesn't look awesome in San Francisco, and again, small sample size, but what can you do? Sure. Like that's all we got for the guy. Nobody really right. cares about this story, right? Um, that's true. If Jimmy went out there and just looked like absolute shit, Bill Belichick's a genius again. Oh, he knew. He called it. He traded him. Now right. we can go on and look for the right. next guy, 
right? But he didn't. He went out there. He looked great. He got right in there. He learned to do offense quickly. He, he, and he's just out there he's slinging looking it. looking big game all over but the place. Th- in so, a league full of just trash quarterbacks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Surrounded by mediocrity at the quarterback position. Yeah. Do you think, though, that like the fact that... So it, it seems pretty clear that Bill wanted to keep him, right? Yeah. I think he was Bill's next Brady. It, you know, I think sometimes it's hard for us to remember that Tom Brady replaced Drew Bledsoe after an injury. And that's like unheard of that you right. lose your job to an injury. And nobody stepped in then. You know, Kraft didn't step in then and say like, no, you need to put Bledsoe back in. He's our starter. Mm-hmm. We just signed him to a contract. It, it, Bill made the move and everybody followed suit. And he was right. Very right. Yeah. Even Bledsoe, I think, would <laughs> admit that. Oh, that was a good, <laughs> well, now, good move. I don't know yeah. about back then. So this actually, I never answered your question of which side do I take, and that brings me back to it, is honestly, I think I take Kraft's side. Really? Yeah. Here's why. I think yeah. a lot of people are justifying the decision to like move forward with Tom, for better or worse. I think a lot of people are justifying it as loyalty to Tom based on his body of work, you know, previous to now. Five yeah. Super Bowls, however many MVPs, seven Super Bowl appearances, yada, yada, yada. I actually don't see it that way. I look at who Brady is, like, right now. Like, forget about 2001 and 2003. And 2000, like, it's ancient history. And that's, that's, that is not a reason to sign Literally. a player what yeah. they did 20 years ago, almost. What I do think the decision was based on, and this is where I can see him, is two things. One... Is that like it's Tom freaking Brady and you don't want to be the guy that trades Tom Brady ever. If you have the option to like be that guy or not, like I would choose not most of the time. Yeah. And number two, he's going to win MVP this year. He's won two out of the last three Super Bowls. He might win three out of the last four. Like he's really good right now. Like today, he's the best option. Like your team is best this year and probably next year with Brady instead of Garoppolo. So like I don't really care about the whole loyalty aspect of things Mm -hmm. but like i think he's the best option for the next two three years and like if they can win another championship in that time like the first team to go back to back since they themselves did it you know in 0304 like i don't know i see i totally i i I think if i were in his his position i would i i couldn't bring myself to trade tom brady yeah you make good points (laughs) i think i find myself though leaning towards the Belichickian side yeah. of things um, simply because I believe in thinking about the future and you're right you don't want to be the person that trades Tom Brady like I I get that you know because who wants to see him wearing another uniform right because right. he's just gonna come back and dominate you and he's still good but you're thinking two years down the road what about five years down the road and you know and if you are thinking about a solid business plan you can't just think about today you know you don't write a strategy for a business to be successful on monday mm-hmm. you write a strategy for a business to be successful in 2020 and 2025 and like how does he maintain that and the reason the patriots organization has been so successful and he's had these opportunities that we talked about before you know where Kraft has kind of built this mystique around the patriots is because they've been good you know, you can't do all that and have a losing team. The right. New York Jets, a long storied franchise, do not have people banging down their doors for merchandise or to build a mall. They don't even have their own freaking stadium because they lose and nobody yeah. cares when right. your team's and, and losing. Keep in mind also that Kraft, in the time since he's bought the team, has elevated himself from the owner of like a podunk 
NFL outpost yeah. <laughs> in Foxborough <laughs> to like one of the like highest sort yeah, of ranking. Highest three probably ranking owners. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's him and Jerry Jones and the Roonies and the Mars. Basically, like those are sort of like the power brokers of the league. Right. But so and that, you're right. That is based all on the success of the, on the field. For right. Sure. In long term success. Because if they in so they have Tom Brady until 2020, let's say. But in 2025, they haven't won. You know, they've had four, four and 11 seasons or a three and 12 or even a nine and six season. Like, we're not used to that. Did right. that math work out? Yeah. Nine and six? Yeah. Uh, does not, but that's okay. <laughs> What? You'd be nine and seven. Nine and seven. Well, they had a tie. <laughs> nine, they had a tie. They had a tie. <laughs> nine and six and one. Yeah, yeah. and a tie. Um, so yeah, so if you you know even a nine and seven season, right? Like, are you banging the stadium out? Are people filling into the parking lot and right. going to the CBS scene? You know, for, to watch away games and checking out the hall. And it's like great. You had two years of Tom Brady, but no one is now saying like, oh, remember how great Tom Brady was in twenty nineteen? Right? They're saying like Tom Brady was great. Yeah, I mean, the it's a what have you done here. for me lately yeah. business, for sure. And I think Belichick has a good pulse on that. Yeah, I, I definitely think, uh, see, and I, I, I see that side, for yeah. sure. I just feel like it's like, if you put yourself in Kraft's shoes, you know, it's not a, you know, this guy or that guy, hmm, Mullen. It's like, freaking Tom, like, you're, like, the franchise for the kid, it just seems like this, like, yeah total just like david and goliath type of thing when you're weighing the options you know yeah i mean i think the other part to help to make your point like when you are a successful business person is you think about risk too and like Mm. mitigating risk and like trading the franchise for what for what could be is terrifying yeah and i think you could also i it's a good point because i think like which odds are better you know finding the next tom brady or finding the next jimmy garoppolo like, do you think we could right. find in the next two, three years another quarterback in the draft who, like, has upside? Probably. Hell yeah, we could. Well, you know, could we? There's quarterbacks we done with upside yet. that we just did it in yeah, 2014. Once. We drafted Jimmy. Castle, Hoyer. Oh, but those, they Heward. weren't drafting the, the, success, the successor in those drafts. Garoppolo is the highest picked quarterback Belichick's ever picked. That's true. Second round pick. Yeah. <laughs> so way, I think when he, when he is drafting for a future when he's player. looking for the guy you know he's not just looking to draft a backup because yeah they Tom need Brady's in yeah he's the middle gonna fill a career. roster spot yeah exactly yeah i'll be interested to see what bill does in the draft this year and jimmy garoppolo is not like this like consensus i mean he, he Slam played dunk. in eastern illinois yeah like, yeah he's just, he yeah. was sort of random at the time yeah so, he like, didn't play in like an sec school here like we're not talking about all-star right. obvious pick yeah it wasn't Jameis winston or, or cam newton or whatever right. like it was it was sort of an obscure pick which tells me that belichick scouted him and, and, and saw some stuff that he liked and probably met with them and drafted his ass. You know who I think we can both agree comes out terrible in this story? Who's that? <laughs> Alex Guerrero. Yeah. Not great. Yeah, no. I'm not a fan. And for those that don't know, Guerrero is Brady's... Snake oil salesman. Body coach? Question mark? Business partner? Business partner for sure. Body coach trainer? Yeah. Not a doctor. Not despite, even I believe, close. being sued in some previous lawsuit for claiming as such. In 2005, much, he was sued, um, and I think he had to pay a fine to the FTC for claiming that um, his supplements could help cure right. cancer. That was the cure cancer, diabetes, and there was one other that big one in there. Big claim. Uh, yeah. So, uh, yeah, the Guerrero, like, I could. We could go on for quite some time about Guerrero. Maybe we just make him our douche of the week. Yeah, that's an easy slam dunk. <laughs> just creepy Guerrero who's got like, 
Basically, yeah. So another element of this article was that Guerrero's in there. And I think for the beginning part of Brady's career, like Guerrero's kind of like warms way in there throughout the years. And is now like Brady's right hand man. He's a godfather of one of his kids. Yeah, that was crazy. Yeah. And I think the team was much more willing to tolerate him when they were like, all right, the wacko quarterback just really likes this guy. Let's just whatever just right. do whatever you want right. over here like oh he's got his weird idiosyncrasies and like he wants this guy with his ropes and bands right and right. like hydration like, yeah okay cool there was this good sure yeah, that you're alluding to a part of the article which was one of my favorite parts which was basically when they like totally just like dumped on the tb12 method as like yeah they do stuff with resistance man and eat a lot of vegetables and wa- and drink a lot of water yeah like that's the whole thing <laughs> right and they had basically like dismissed it as such right for a long time okay, and then Tom. all of a sudden we've got gronk's going to him and danny amendola's going to him there's this yeah. whole element on the team where if you don't if you're an offensive player and you don't go to him then are you like liked and respected by yeah. tom like are you gonna get the playing time are you gonna see the ball like yeah talk about conflict of interest Right? Like Tom Brady's personal business mm. now, because TB12 has become his brand and his like oh, personal sure. business, and he sells like $40 compression socks, is mixing. Yeah, $80 pajamas. Yeah. I mean, gotta sleep. Can't win five Super Bowls if you don't sleep. <laughs> Gotta wear tight, tight pajamas. Yeah, keep it compressed. <laughs> really just locked in. Uh, and you don't need bands. You're just working to get out of bed in those tight pajamas. <laughs> You're getting all sorts of resistance workouts. Anyway. You know, that is a total conflict of interest because like, here's my quarterback who controls how often I get the ball and, and what my routes look like and like who he's looking for. And if I'm like, nah, dude, you and that guy are weird and I don't want anything to do with you. Yeah. Not to mention like you're, you're skirting the team training staff, actual doctors and right. actual like medical professionals. Alice Guerrero has a degree from a, a, a like, like a Chinese school of medicine. Yeah. But it was That's in L.A., the, though. But it wasn't, like, No, in no, China. I know. But it's, like, literally the name of it. Yeah, it's like a fake college. <laughs> yeah, it's not real. <laughs> like, I, like the one I went to. Yeah. It's like Barbizon. Yeah, I don't even know what that is. What? The modeling school. Oh, oh, oh. You don't remember, like, daytime TV when you were a kid and they'd have, like, ads for it? No, I was in school. What were you doing? I was homesick. <laughs> <laughs> we yeah. didn't have the internet when I was a kid. Right, right. <laughs> we had to just watch TV. Yeah, yeah. So it's a, there's a whole lot to it. So the last question I have is uh, a lot of how Wickersham sort of, I guess, framed all these details that we've been talking about was mm-hmm. in the title of the article is like, is it the beginning of the end with Brady, Belichick, and Kraft? Do you think that it is? If so, why? If not, I mean, I think it is just by sheer time, mm-hmm. right? Like that that perspective and that like title is kind of cheap. Because so too. the quarterback's 40. Like, get no shit. It's the beginning of the end. Yeah. We're not talking about a 25-year-old quarterback and you're saying, like, oh, they're falling apart. Like, okay. And yeah. It is probably the beginning of the end. And Belichick's in his mid to late 60s. I don't know exactly yeah. how old he is. And but it's he's super, been... his contracts are super sketchy. Like, yeah. nobody knows how long he has. No one knows what he makes. It's bizarre. And he's also been quoted, like, multiple times as, like, not wanting to be Marv Levy and coaching to his 70s. Like, Bill is getting out of the game probably in the next five years. Like, yeah. I think in the next five years, they're probably both out and that's not unheard of or weird i agree with you and i just i i don't think it has anything to do with this stuff that's yeah, just yeah, time and age like right. it's gonna happen yeah i hope when i'm 70 i also am like 
on my way out. Right, right, right. Of too. your profession, yeah. right? Not of, of the earth, hopefully. Yeah, yeah. Um, no, I want more time than that, but like, I don't... <laughs> what am I working for? Right? If I was like 65 and someone's like, oh, seems like the beginning of the end for you, yeah. I'd be like, yeah, no shit. Hell yeah. <laughs> I mean, we've already, we've got, we've got Robert Kraft who's tr- transitioned the vast majority of like the day-to-day to Jonathan Kraft. Right. Belichick has both his sons on the coaching staff. Yeah. Like, Brady's 40 freaking years old as an NFL quarterback. Right. Like, it gets smacked into the ground it, like it, 10 yes, times a week. Seth, it is the, it is the beginning right. of the end. Yep. It's been the beginning of the end for a Breaking while Breaking news. It just has nothing to do. I don't think it has anything to do with this stuff. I don't think any of this crap is going to affect them on the field. I don't think so either. I, If anything, I think it's just an annoying distraction and it's annoying that they have to talk about it. If they could survive freaking deflate gate, which was a two year long shitstorm, they can survive yeah, this crap. But what's different about this is like deflate gate, it was them against the world. Although, eh, there were some, I'm like thinking back now and refuting my own argument because yeah. there were some cracks in the armor then too, with oh, Belichick sure. saying, like, you'll have to ask the quarterback. Totally. About that. Oh, like, there that was, was a there dick was move. Plenty of like room. Yeah. For I mean, I think you have to be. There's a certain level of like unification that's required to take the us against the world approach. Yeah. Because when the world's against you, feels like an easy pivot to be like, I'm with them. You guys fucked up. Yeah. <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? <laughs> like to be able to like have that bunker mentality and like turn that around and win two of the last three Super Bowls. Yeah. With all that on you, like that not I don't think any old bunch of jokers could pull that off. You think it's going to have an impact on the rest of the team? Mm, no i don't think the story does yeah i think this stuff that the story talks about does but the fact that this story is out there now i don't think i don't think so if anything i think it actually probably helps them draw closer in to the ranks probably because if you they think that we're divided they think we're infighting they think we're done like they think it's over like how dare they yeah we'll show them we're still the best i mean they played that card when nobody has been saying that yeah, they love <laughs> you know? to play the us against the world yeah, card. Yeah, totally. And I mean, you, they are a, a hated, hated group of individuals. That is for sure. I know. Um, <laughs> so yeah, this seems like an that seems like an easy trick to turn into like motivation. And again, not that they need it. B- Brian Hoyer could be the starting quarterback, and I could be a, the starting tight end on Saturday, and we we'd beat the Titans. I would like to see that happen. You could be the kicker. Oh, I got tight hammies. <laughs> <laughs> I'd be out on the first whack. You would, <laughs> my hamstring would snap like an elastic band. <laughs> you got to get your pliability. Alex Guerrero will run out there and save you. Yeah, it I got to drink more water so I don't get a sunburn. Get to sleep. <laughs> so I get sunburn. That's the weirdest thing. Anyway, um, so a lot happened. Yeah. I feel like the Wickersham article, and there's been a lot of talk about it, and then it's just resurfacing all the Jimmy G stuff and mm-hmm. like, how people feel and i think ultimately my last thoughts on it are this sort of stuff is going to happen in a family in a work group in a friend group of people that have been competing at a high level and working towards the same thing for so many years you're not always going to agree you can't it it's not feasible and it's not healthy to always agree either like there needs to be a little bit of contention to keep you on your toes and keep you thinking about things and understanding different perspectives which ultimately makes you better so I think the timing of the article is bad. You know, I think probably the sentiment in it is true. Um, But in the long run, it it doesn't really make me nervous. Yeah, me neither. I don't don't think there's there's like, you know, fundamental sort of power struggles internally. I mean, I think I think part of the reason that they've been I mean, there's been this is a franchise and an organization that's dealt with a lot of shit from 
fucking going undefeated and losing and oh, man, that was Spygate the worst. and Deflategate <laughs> and like so many things. What do you I mean, think you look this at is? Such, like such tiny little things that like blow up entire franchises. Like, yeah. I don't know. There's so many things like that that could have blown them apart. Yeah. And I, I do have faith in them organizationally to be able to be like, all right. Pull it together. Yeah. Close the ranks. Totally. Any last predictions about uh, this week coming up? We got wa- uh, not wild card. We got a uh, divisional, round. divisional round. Yeah, I think everyone's going to hold serve. I think Pittsburgh is going to win. I didn't see anything out of Jack. I mean, their defense is nasty. Oh, yeah. But they're playing the Bills. Like, <laughs> the, everybody's going to look nasty. So uh, I'm excited to see some hopefully like well-played Competitive football. football. We'll see. Um, I'm sure next week we'll have some stupid-ass Steelers decision to discuss. Uh, But I think everyone, at least in the AFC, is going to hold serve, and it's going to be Pat Steelers, as predicted in the conference championship. Uh, So we will be back next week to talk about a hopeful Patriots victory. Mm -hmm. And if not, we'll talk about what all went terribly wrong. Yeah, we'll take back all this faith and confidence we have from this episode and just be like, they're fucked, it's over, they lost to the Titans, everything's on fire. South Wickersham, this is your fault. (laughs) Someone get Jimmy back. We hate everybody. No, but uh, in between, if you have any thoughts or ideas or suggestions, you can certainly tweet at us at TitletownCast. Mm -hmm. You can do that on Instagram and on Facebook as well, also at TitletownCast. Yeah, post some photos. That's exciting. You can uh, catch this episode on iTunes. If you aren't already subscribed, you can go ahead and smash the subscribe button. You can also check us out on GuyBostonSports.com which is a great little independent Boston sports blog. You can give them a follow at GuyBostonSports. Yeah, read lots of cool, interesting stories there as well. Yeah. Alright, well that's it. Dope. Bye. See you next week. Bye.